Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, Jay Stevens is in to tell us what went wrong for Ohio State in the second round and what comes next with a couple of players' futures with the Buckeyes still up in the air. Will they stay or will they go? We'll talk about it with Jay right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the show. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Today's episode of Locked On Big Ten is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. We'll tell you more about Stat Hero in just a minute. On today's show, again, Jay Stevens is in to break down what's going on with Ohio State at the moment. Actually, a whole lot's going on with Ohio State. The women's hockey team just won a national title. Men's gymnastics just won the Big Ten. We'll not talk about really all that much of that. we got to get into the Buckeyes basketball with Jay. A disappointing loss for them in the round of 32. One of many disappointing losses over the weekend for the Big Ten. We'll talk to him about how it happened and what comes next for a couple of Buckeye stars who may be heading out to go pro. We'll talk again about that in just a minute. But first, highlight of the day as far as Monday in the Big Ten. While the men's side didn't do great, four women's teams in the Big Ten hit the Sweet 16 in the women's bracket. We have number three seed Michigan, which destroyed both American and Villanova, had an easy path with the 14 and 11 seeds. Number three Indiana had the same path, beat Charlotte, but then only beat number 11 Princeton by one. Grace Berger hit a go-ahead bucket with about 30 seconds left to go. Hoosiers then went and just made their free throws to close things out the rest of the way. Also, Ohio State is in the Sweet 16 on the women's side. They end up getting themselves a beat down of Missouri State and then beat number three LSU by 15 points. A solid win for the Buckeyes, an impressive one at that for the sixth seed. That was the only team that wasn't a top four seed to make the Sweet 16 for the Big Ten, so everyone else, at least as far as seedings go, was projected to be here. And the four seed Maryland also won as well, beating Delaware and Florida Gulf Coast. They had an easy route to 13 and 12 seeds to play. Maryland averaging about 95 points per game, though, still through the first two rounds of this tournament. Uh, Coming up next, they've got tougher matchups. All play higher seeds than what they are except for Michigan. Michigan's easy road continues, if you want to call it that, against 10-seed South Dakota. It'll be their third straight double-digit seed played in this tournament. But South Dakota just put a beating on two-seed Baylor. Beat them bad by 14 points. So nothing to shake a stick at, of course, as Ohio State goes in there. And all the other teams, of course, have tough matchups, too. Again, Jay Stevens is in here to talk Ohio State. We chatted for a while about what exactly went wrong for the Buckeyes in the matchup over the weekend in the second round that made them one of the seven of nine Big Ten teams in this tournament to go out of this tournament in the first weekend. And then also we got to talk about Malachi Branham and EJ Liddell, a couple of players with NBA prospects, and we'll ask Jay, will they stay or will they go? What is the vibe on campus with those two right now? That's coming up here on Locked On Big Ten. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is giving you new ways to play March Madness. First weekend's done. Your bracket 
may very well already be busted. Many people's are. If that's the case, you're not done playing over at Stat Hero. It's fantasy, the new way they have single game pickums where you can put together daily fantasy lineups with your favorite college players. And then Stat Hero lets you choose which lineup you're playing against. So instead of other daily fantasy sites where you're playing up against thousands of other people, Stat Hero not only says it's you against the book or the lineup we put together, but you'll get to choose which lineup you go against. So you can look at other things and then say, all right, this is one that Stat Heroes put together. I'll put against a team. I'll put together a team to go up against that. And then it's one-on-one, yours against theirs. Whoever wins takes it all. That's what it is. It's really, really simple, a lot easier to understand and get to than really any other daily fantasy out there. And they've got all sorts of different ways to play too. So again, head over to stathero.com right now. Try out what they have to offer. All right, let's do it. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every weekday. Thanks for making the show your first listen. Our co-host today, Jay Stevens, is in to chat Ohio State and everything, of course, from the weekend in Big Ten basketball. Jay, thanks for joining us here on the show. The host Locked On Buckeyes has a whole lot to talk about. We could get into a Women's Hockey National Championship, Jay, if you want. We could talk events gymnastics if you want. They just won a Big Ten title, but I... I I think we need to talk first about, of course, the, the not so great news. Ohio State season comes to an end over the weekend in the round of 32 against Villanova, as it did for so many other Big Ten teams. We'll get to them in just a minute, but let's start with these Buckeyes here and just kind of take it start to finish because the big different real difference really was the first few minutes of this game. Villanova jumped out to a lead early, never really gave it up, never gave it up at all. Ohio State got close at the end, but in those first few minutes, I think it was a 17 to seven run to start things off for Nova. What went wrong for the wild or for the Buckeyes out of the gates? They don't have better players. I got, <laughs> I got, I like to simplify things, make it very easy. No matter if you're five years old or 55 or 85, Villanova had better players. They were the better coached basketball team. They were the more disciplined basketball team. Yes. Liddell would probably be a lottery pick. Malachi Branham, I think if he stays, he'll be a lottery pick next year. But that's those two guys. If you take the top two guys from each team, okay, you may have an argument to see which team has better players. Outside of that, Villanova is the better basketball team because they have better players from top to bottom. They came out, they came out strong. They knew they could not allow Ohio State's defense that they played so they played so well, that was so good against Loyola. They couldn't let them have that same success on the defensive end against Villanova. So Villanova says. How about we play fast? How about we just try to get this thing off very quickly? Because Ohio State's going to try to slow this thing down, one of the slower paces of offense in the Big Ten. So Villanova and Jay Wright said, look, if we just do our job, we'll be fine. Nova, early on, we saw they had better players, and that was the one of the deciding factors in this matchup. What were the others, Jay? I mean, you look at the box score, Ohio State was close on reboundings. They had similar amount of made field goals. The turnover differential wasn't all that huge. You saw one at the free throw line. Villanova got to that line much more aggressively. But I'm interested to hear from you. What were your thoughts on just the biggest differences between Ohio State and Villanova in this one? Two of them. One, Ohio State doesn't have a third scorer. You have Hmm. Liddell who was the second leading scorer in this game, even though he's the best player on the team. Then Malachi Branham, I think he was 10 of 19, maybe. Don't quote me on the field goal, field goal, field goals made and attempted, but he had 23 points. Liddell had, I think, six or seven rebounds. 
but they didn't have a third. They've never had a third guy all year long that's been consistent. If you go back to the Duke win earlier in the year, Cedric Russell was a big reason why the Buckeyes won that game coming off the bench. He only played four minutes in this game. Zed Key was also big earlier in the year in certain games. Zed Key's nursing an ankle injury didn't start in this game. Late in the game during the Buckeyes comeback, this isn't so much the third score. Kyle Young goes down, which with what looked like to be another concussion, that's another reason why this team's a different team without Kyle Young on the court. And it showed in this game, in the Loyola game, what he means to this team. And then in the Big Ten tournament and a lot of part of the season, without Kyle Young, the energy is down. Um, the intensity to get 50-50 balls is down. Rebounding is down. And so losing him was huge. They just don't have that third score. They don't have somebody else that can take it up a notch in moments when you need it. And, uh, yeah, man, the Buckeyes are out of the tournament in the first weekend once again. Let's talk about that before we get to anything else here with the game. Uh, what is the atmosphere right now around Ohio State basketball? A lot of Big Ten teams feeling this way right now. But again, another team that had a very successful season that just didn't get past the first two games in this tournament. How are Ohio State fans taking this after dealing with this again? It's kind of expected. And I don't mean to just be like that kind of guy that's like, oh, Ohio State basketball. Do you guys literally expect to be out the first weekend? Based off the way the season has gone, the injuries that the team has had, based off the lack of adjustments Chris Holtman has made during the season, people expected Ohio State to be out in the first weekend. Many people, myself included, didn't expect them to beat Loyola Chicago on Friday. So that was a huge plus, but it was kind of expected. Now, the mood around Chris Holtman, people are tired of him. People are tired of the way that he is not adjusting with the team, the way he's built the roster. Um, they're tired of losing games you shouldn't lose. Um, kind of the past couple of years, there's been droughts in, second half, in the second half. Teams defensively have, have not been as sound as they need to be. So people, the fans are tired of Chris Holtman. However, athletic director Gene Smith seems to love Chris Holtman, and he goes to the recruiting that Chris Holtman has done. But when we see the recruits that Chris Holtman brings in, once they get on the court, there's a little difference between the high school and then adjusting to the college game. Granted, Malachi Branham, a freshman, is a great piece to that recruiting that Chris Holtman has done. But you're losing, I think, six or seven guys at least going into next year. Your recruiting class is top five, but you're bringing in, what, four or five freshmen? I don't think I trust Chris Holtman to tap into the portal to bring in high-quality guys to be Sweet 16, Elite 8 next year. I don't trust him. I know fans are kind of over him. I think Chris Holtman will get one more, at least one more year. And if it's another year where he gets 20 wins, but there's no postseason success, he could be on the outside of the Buckeye basketball program instead of on the inside because year after year after year, there's a lack of talent at Ohio State. And this year it showed up once again. Villanova, the better basketball teams, literally have better players than Ohio State. Bet online is the place to go for all of your sports betting needs. They've got new lines, odds, props for anything. Whether you want to bet on the champion of the NCAA tournament, go ahead and bet on next year's Super Bowl winner with all the moves that have been made in the NFL over the last couple of weeks. Baseball season starting up. It's going to be a prime time to bet right now, and Bet Online has you covered. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
Uh, it's exactly where I was going to go with it. So Chris Holtman, it looks like the seat may be getting a little bit hotter. Jay Stevens with us here from Locked On Buckeyes. One of the things that will be a big factor as to whether or not Chris Holtman can have that success next season is who exactly comes back from this team. Now, of course, Malachi Branham, EJ Liddell, both guys with NBA hopes and have been easily been put into the NBA mock drafts that we see throughout the year. Where are they at? There's obviously a different situation with every single guy. Sometimes there's lottery picks who decide they want to come back for another year. There's second round guys who decide that they're going to go and try it in the G League or the draft and see what happens. What do you think and what have these two guys been saying, the freshman Branham and then Liddell? So I'll go the older guy first, Liddell, because it's kind of been almost a foregone conclusion that he's going to be leaving going to the NBA at the end of the season. Chris Holman has said it a lot more throughout the latter part of the year. We already know that Liddell is going to be leaving, not word for word, that's paraphrasing what he's been saying. Well, senior day against Michigan, they honored Liddell and let him walk with the seniors that day. Very interesting. But when you've already basically been the head coach, you've announced that your best player is leaving. I kind of like the gesture. I still think it's a little weird that the see a guy who's not a senior, he's a junior, is walking with the seniors. But maybe the players voted on it. Maybe the players are the ones that said, hey, we want to give him his day because he's not going to get it here next year. I don't know where all that fell, but I understand it. So I, I do expect that Liddell will leave probably a lottery pick. I haven't checked the mock draft lately, but he'll probably be a lottery pick. Um, in regards to Malachi Branham, that's the interesting one. Because I think it was about a month ago, maybe four to six weeks ago, there was a mock draft that came across my Twitter timeline, and it said that Malachi Branham in this mock draft was predicted the 41st overall NBA draft pick, number 41, uh, number 11, the 11th pick in the second round. And I'm like, I have never considered him an NBA prospect right now. He's a good basketball player. He has a lot of things, pro tools already in his bag, but strength-wise, core-wise, um, getting stronger, not being so loose with the basketball, which was another thing that he did in, against Villanova. I mean, these are all things that if you're a freshman, why would you leave so quickly and not be the best you can be when going into the NBA where next year you can maximize your potential, get a bigger first contract, have a better chance of getting a bigger second contract once your first one's up by just simply staying in school. So I don't know. I, I'm leaning personally. My opinion is Branham should stay in school, not to go. However, I would not be surprised if he goes, does something Liddell did last year, where he goes and does the pre-draft process, um, goes and does maybe the G League combine or something like that, gets his feet wet, talks to the executives, the scouts, the coaches in the NBA, and let them tell him what he needs to work on to be a pro. And then, with all the information he has gathered, make the proper decision for him in his future. Um, I think Liddell is gone. Um, I think Branham is on the fence. If Liddell stays, I think it's because he's tired of losing in the first weekend of the tournament, and he wants to give one more shot, one more go around to see if he can be a lead eight or a sweet 16 or a lead eight bound next year. That may be his only motivation. Um, he's going to be a top 10, 12 pick this year. So, I mean, he's going to get paid. Like, money isn't a problem. It's just, is he ready to leave college and go be in a, basically ready to be an adult in the, in the, in the real world and uh, not have to go to class and have practice every day? We'll see. And as you mentioned, with everyone leaving, obviously having a guy like Brandon or even Liddell back would be a huge, huge boost to I'm sure the confidence of all the Buckeyes fans going into next season. 
As we mentioned, Jay, this is not the only team wondering why it can't get out of the first weekend in the Big Ten here as we talk on Monday afternoon. A whole lot of squads, seven out of the nine, are back at home out of the Big Ten after having eight out of nine failed to make it out of the first weekend last season in this conference. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I, I have to ask you too, is this conference just not as good as everyone thinks that it is throughout the regular season? I think there's a difference between what the Big Ten has as basketball players and what maybe was well, down here for the ACC, but what other schools, elite schools, what they have as far as basketball players. You look at Purdue. Matt Painter has been huge on getting a seven-footer. Now, granted, they are in the Sweet 16, but they're big on having a seven-footer, maybe a 6'10", 6'9 guy at your four-man, so a more traditional old-school NBA-style um, lineup. You look at um, Illinois. You have Kofi Colbert, a big mammoth of a, of a human being, Chris Holtman, very slow to pace, slower pace offense. But then when you go up against guys that are more disciplined and your slow pace offense doesn't work, what's your counter? There is no counter because that offense, that style works in the Big Ten. So I think there's a there's a gap. And I'm not saying that the Big Ten doesn't have good players. I can look at this mock draft. I just saw uh, Johnny Davis's name in the top at, at number nine, this mock draft. Um, I, this one I'm look, actually looking at right now, Malachi Brennan from Ohio State, number 11 in the first round of this mock draft. So a little bit higher than what I would have expected. But there's a, there's a gap between the elite teams, the type of players they're recruiting, the type of players are getting out of, the, out of the transfer portal, and the players in the Big Ten. Very similar to football, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. There's a gap between the players that Alabama and, and Alabama and Georgia have on their roster, Clemson as well, to what the top of the Big Ten has. It's not bad. They don't have bad players. When you're competing against guys from the South that are just built different, there's a difference between what the Big Ten has in football and basketball and what the elite of the elite have in football and basketball at the collegiate level. So I just think it's the style of play works for the league, but it just sometimes doesn't work when you're trying to make another deep tournament run. I was trying to find an answer to this question as I thought about it throughout really everything that was happening. But if we're right, and there is some sort of difference here in some sort of reason why the Big Ten isn't winning as much as we think it should, like, is there anything to do about it? Yeah, just recruit better. Recruit and transfer portal. I mean, it, it, you. I like. I guess I told you earlier. I like to be simple. I like to simplify things because I don't know who's listening. It could be an eight-year-old kid getting off the school, getting getting driven home from school with dad, and dad puts a podcast on. So I, I have no idea. Recruit better players, players that will be able to compete at the elite level, and tap into the transfer portal. Now, the thing about that is, some of these guys that are going to be elite guys in the transfer portal, they're not going to go to want to going to want to go to the Big Ten. Because they see the style of play and they're like, that's not my cup of tea. I can go to Arizona. I can go to USC. I can go down south. I can go to Miami. I can go to North Carolina. I can go to Duke. I have a better shot of going deep into the tournament than going to the Big Ten, battling it out, being bruised and battered all, to, all the time during league play, get to the NCAA tournament. My legs are gone. My shoulders are gone. My core is weak. I don't have my jump shot. So why don't I just go somewhere else to play a better brand of basketball that's better for me, better for my style, and will prepare me better for the NBA? So I think it's simply recruit better and tap into the transfer portal, not to just fill holes in the portal, but to simply get players 
that are better, that are high caliber, that raise the level of your basketball program to go deep into the tournament? Uh, well, at the moment, the Big Ten still getting the benefit of the doubt for sure when it comes to tournament teams. And yeah. uh, again, we talk about other teams just having the guys, but it's not like the AP voters are wrong all season either. So it's still a really confusing kind of situation to get into. I, I still don't know if there's any reason to be like legitimately worried about it, but it seems like at this point, it does start to become a little more than coincidental, right? When you have this many good teams not making it to the point that you want. But of course, the other side of the argument is there were nine teams to start off in the Big Ten out there to lose. All but one of them has to lose at some point. So it's not all that bad having this much here either. Again, Jay Stevens with us here on Locked On Big Ten, host of Locked On Buckeyes as well. You can hear him every day on everything Ohio State. And of course, are we switching back to football mode now? I mean, trying to mix both of them in. The Buckeyes are back in spring practice. So we'll do a little spring practice talk, a little yeah. basketball talk. Uh, trying to improve in both of them. So we'll sprinkle it in every now and then if we need to. Of course, you can tune in every single day, just as you do here, to hear what Jay has to say about what's going on with the Buckeyes. We'll be back again next week. Thank you, Jay, again, for joining us here on Locked On Big Ten. All right. Awesome.